0: Hey everybody, it's Jillian Barbary, and this is my very first podcast, Ask Jillian, because for years people did ask me questions. Now I sort of feel like it's time for me to ask more questions. For those of you who know me, you might know me from the NFL on Fox. I had a good decade there. And those of you locally here in Los Angeles might know me from Good Day LA. We did that for almost 20 years. You could know me from different shows that I've done, comedies, movies, my Nutrisystem commercials. I was recently on radio here in Los Angeles, but I've probably been on your dial here or there. And I just wanted to open up about, you know, my life because I've gone through a lot in life uh, through uh, my cancer diagnosis, um, just being adopted, um, my life in television, divorce, meeting a birth family. I thought, you know, I've lived this great life. I want to reach out and talk to other people. Some of them are familiar faces. Some of them are famous, but a lot of them aren't. But they've got interesting stories to tell. And I think that that's what I really wanted to create here. And joining me is Liz, one of my very good friends here. And Liz has been with me for most of the shows that I did, back from the NFL (laughs) to Good Day LA and all the sitcoms and everything in between. Yes. So, we're going to basically be here just to shoot the shit with people that I've known in the industry for years, mm-hmm. and some people maybe not as well known. Maybe I met them on my cancer journey, maybe I met them uh through, you know, mutual friends in the business, but I want to do an open podcast where it could be about anything from sex to cooking, getting cancer, going through menopause, uh, <gasps> what it's like to have an ex-husband who's with a 30 year old, you know, uh, and they have a baby. It's like, how do you manage those waters? Um, it, it could be anything. So some of the guests will be very you know, famous household names and others maybe not so well known, but maybe you get to learn something. I mean, I had no idea what the hell cancer was about until I got it. Mm-hmm. And then you get thrust into that world. Uh, And so, you know, I've met a lot of interesting people along the way uh, that I think can help other people. Because I had no idea what the hell CBD oil was until I got cancer, <laughs> yeah.
1: you know? Most people don't, actually. Hi, this is Liz. It's Liz. So I have known Jillian
0: Barberi, mm-hmm. um for a long time. Very long time. Been through a lot together. Actually, Liz and I met through Liz's husband, Mark, who was an editor at Good Day LA for many years. But you and I worked together for a good decade, and then you went on and worked with Chris Jenner. Mm-hmm. I was doing a skating show with Bruce at the time, who was not Caitlyn then. Correct. Um... And so you've sort of been along for all of these different times of my life, be it divorced, be it you knew my first husband well, Single, the baseball player, married, yeah. divorce, <laughs> oh, all of it, motherhood, them. yes, all of it. It's been and for my birth family, you were there, you've met them, you saw when I met them. It was just amazing. It's been an honor and a privilege. <laughs> we're going to talk
1: about all of all it, all of it—the good, bad, ugly, fun, yeah. everything in between. Yep. Yeah,
0: I blame you uh, because you <laughs> essentially. You introduced me to my ex, the father of my kids. Well, I actually, I owe you because I have two amazing ki- kids. But yes. you saw that whole riot unfold, which I mean, was interesting. I mean, you helped
1: me get engaged. I'm still married to my husband. Aww. I did help you with one <laughs> marriage.
0: You know, maybe the That's result so much, wasn't as good. a little good, different. But yes, exactly. It happens. Yes, It's horrible in this town. Divorce is hard enough, but to go publicly with it. And when you've got kids, it's just so messy. Mm-hmm. And you want to do the best that you can. So, yeah, I navigated those waters and that was not easy. But you and I, we had a fallout for a while. Then we came back together. I think it's sort of the nature of this business mm-hmm. and working. You know, you just, you keep going. Oh, yeah. We had a, we had a, a moment. Well, we'll get into all that in the sense of why. Because I don't think people understood what happened. No, that'll be an... It took me a long time to figure out what happened to me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> are we all always trying to figure out what's happened yeah. to us? Yes. Yeah. But yeah, so we've been in part
0: of each other's lives for Ever. 20 plus years. And, you you know, so Liz was at the beginning of everything that started for me when my career started to open up on Good Day LA mm-hmm. and I had other opportunities. And but the whole point we thought was that, you know, I did ask Jillian on Good Day LA for yeah. years and people would randomly just ask me questions. Could be about marriage, could be about sex, could be about kids
1: fashion and now, makeup fashion, design
0: exactly. i mean and so i thought that's the perfect this is a perfect opportunity for us to do that it's mm-hmm. ask jillian about anything and i also get to ask questions too which i absolutely love don't you feel as we've kind of progressed
1: in age and places in our lives and what we've experienced i feel more than ever i know less and i mm. want to ask more questions yeah. because you know there's an arrogance with youth and as you yeah. get older you realize I don't know everything. I need a community. I need my village. I need people to help me. I need my girlfriends who've experienced before me. Yes, You know, there'll be times you think, oh, you know, my marriage is, you know, not doing well. I need someone's advice. And you'll ask somebody that's gone through a divorce mm-hmm. or you've asked someone that has gone through marriage therapy and motherhood, oh, you have odds. I mean, yeah. we're, I mean, I was in, was I in both your birthing rooms? I can't remember.
0: <laughs> I think so. Because Rocco was a C-section. C-section. C-section, quick. Oh, I videoed. Yeah. I videotaped it. Yeah you did. Ooh, or he was, comes out like an alien.
1: Pre- I was not prepared for that. It was like Liz, um, so you're gonna videotape it for us. I was
0: like, Oh Ooh. okay. When that happened I, I remember that that when he came out, he was already an alien. Like he his arms were outstretched, he was screaming. And I was like, That was just inside of me. It's so bizarre. But he was a C section. And uh, Ruby was, they call it natural, whatever. You go through the. D-
1: you were crazy. But- Didn't you basically go into full labor here? So by the time you got to the hospital, it, Ruby was already saying hello. Yeah.
0: They're like we've never seen somebody wait so long to come in, but you know, <laughs> at the time, my ex wasn't exactly the most patient person, so and I that didn't was your second. Yeah, so I didn't want to push. Husband. I didn't want to, you know, rock the boat there. So I was like, I'll just go through this by myself, and I did. I went through all the labor on my own, and then by the time I got to the hospital, they're like, Oh, well, you're four pushes, and she's ready. You're to Like, what took you so long? Yeah.
1: I wanted my husband to have a good night's sleep. Yeah, I mean, exactly.
0: I was a lunatic, and
1: that was your second husband. So yeah, yeah your first husband, we went through. <laughs> we
0: went through. I love that list. And he was this a very. Him.
1: He was a very nice nice man nice guy major league baseball player very sweet played for many teams very Christian
0: too which was very Christian very interesting well you got like two kinds of baseball players you've got the player players and then you've got like the whole Christian uh, front and they are more of the goody two shoes and you know and and so but he was a really great guy and when we met he played for the Marlins and I was working in Florida and Mm -hmm. that's sort of how we met Uh, and although I wasn't doing sports I was doing weather in Florida we had a mutual friend that that uh, connected us and I mean he was just the sweetest guy and I literally moved out to LA probably a month into dating him and he's like oh LA that's where I'm from um, you will be so great out there. I think you'll really change things. They need somebody like you, a little you know, more offbeat. And, uh, you know, he he was very supportive. And he didn't watch a lot of TV, so he didn't know anybody. But when I said, yeah, they're putting me with this guy named Steve Edwards, and he's like, oh, Steve Edwards. Yeah, he's like a TV icon here. And I was like, wow, you know Steve Edwards. You know what I thought was interesting? When you got married
1: just because we're going to go in people right from the get-go this is who jillian yes weren't you technically a virgin or did not have premarital Uh, sex
0: yes well well, he didn't believe in that so we dated three years but we did all that we had yeah we did other things and here's the weird thing about these quote unquote some christian guys they don't want to have premarital sex but they'll have anal sex I'm not walking. saying his, him in particular. Good morning, but okay. Yeah, yeah. they're like, oh, that doesn't really count. I'm like, well, maybe not to you, but um It feels strange. like it counted. <laughs> especially the next day. It did. A good morning. Are Lordy. you sure about that? <laughs> yeah. But I
1: remember being so shocked by that because I've of always course. viewed you, yeah. especially as a very sexy and sexual person. Right. I mean, you were the first person that, very openly talked about Everything. your porn yeah. um, admiration. Admiration, if we will, if we a nice way put it. Putting, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. I was like, oh, okay. I remember on Good Day LA, it's like, oh, Jillian got another dildo gift pack. I was like, <laughs> Do you remember that? And then when I got pregnant, I think Jenna Jameson sent over like this massive basket with all of her movies and some dildos. I was like, well, nothing says congratulations for having a baby more than a basket of porn (laughs) at that point you're like that is the last thing i want down in that vaginal region it is not ready for that you know what's funny though thinking about back to giving birth and everything I was on Twitter at the time, and I remember saying I scheduled the C-section, and women went freaking crazy. They all mm-hmm. jumped on me. They're like, oh, that's so vain, da, da, da. and I was like, what, what? Because my doctor made me get a C-section, because mm-hmm. A, it was a marginal, um, the umbilical cord, it's called marginal, which means it's on the sac, but it's just very, it's on an angle that's a very strange and dangerous angle, and it was wrapped around his neck three times, but they had done the 4D and said, you have to be on bed rest. I said, well... I work three hours a day and then I'll just come home and chill, which I did. And so when I mentioned C-section women, the knives, the claws, they all came out. They were coming for me with pitchforks. And I said, well, I'm sorry. Would you rather give birth to me to give birth to him naturally? And then he dies. Would that make you feel better? Like, or you, F you? Like, you? get out of my life. Um, and, and, and I said, and, and on Twitter, I said, if it makes you all feel better, I had my first one through the vag. Okay. This one, the doctor's making me get a C-section for all you hopping on my back right now um you know what's the alternative don't listen to your doctor and push him out of vagina yay guess what there he is that's the good news here's the bad news he's dead because you pushed him out your vagina like why are people so hell-bent on jumping on other people's business i don't if a doctor said to you you know like look i personally don't believe in abortion but if a friend of mine got one it's not like i'm gonna try to talk i can't that, that's my belief that works mm-hmm. for me. I would never do that. Well, I think I, that... I would never push my... It's like, that's what I believe and you're entitled to yours too. Well, I think social media and Twitter, you know, was
1: the forerunner in this. Yeah. Um, or front runner. Definitely made a platform for people to quickly judge. And that's one of the things you and I have talked about. Yeah. At this point, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody makes choices in their lives that you may not agree with. You may not be on the same bandwidth. But to judge people, to criticize them... I mean, come on. I mean, that doesn't get... that. What does that move us forward with as women, as communities, as mothers? It's like we need to understand each other. So that's one of the reasons why we talked about having the podcast. Like, let's be a positive place. Let's have like fun. Yeah. Like we don't need... It's not brain surgery. No, Well, there is that, but that's not going to be here. Yeah. Yeah. There's a place for everything. And you didn't... I mean, did you ever... To just both kids and husbands and all that, with your first husband, did you ever had the discussion or want to have kids together? Because I remember that almost being,
0: you were definitely not ready and he might've been. I think so, yeah. I think that I was not ready for kids. Um, We we certainly didn't use any contraception or anything. Oh really, and you never got pregnant? Isn't that bizarre? So when I got married the second time, I was 39 and he was 34, I thought, well, it's probably not gonna be so easy to get pregnant. Eh, wrong I got pregnant right away and then I well, was 40 when you aren't doing it in the butt that helps. <laughs> <laughs> I, was kidding. And I wasn't <laughs> and so then uh the second time I got pregnant I think was a shock to him too because I was 42 and I was like how is this possible oh, I he was shocked to oh. say the least because I, I heard stories later I did not know it at the time but I heard that he was like freaked out and not yeah, necessarily okay. happy we can give a little background to yeah Oh, how this came about. (laughs) All right. So
1: then you get divorced. You have... And we maybe for another time, we'll get into the single years because they were single years were interesting. I was married, but no kids. So in a lot of ways, along for most of Of the ride. Yes, you were. But eight um, years, uh, I
0: was single. That
1: was a hell of a lot of fun. A lot of fun. We will definitely bring in guests that can fill in those, embellish
0: (laughs) those stories for us and uh, with us. Witnesses, we like to call them. Oh,
1: yes. (laughs) We'll allow them to talk now. So jump forward to Jillian saying, I'm single and I'm happy and I'm not really looking for anybody i was an actress at a theater group in
0: los angeles jillian decided to come in one of my plays and then that was the end of that i, I saw that one of her co-stars and that, that was the end of it i i was like honed in on that one and we were inseparable and we i got remember, married very quickly oh gosh i
1: remember seeing his in rehearsal his character that he was playing in this play was very
0: sexual and volatile
1: oh and I knew you. That were, might have
0: drawn me oh, in. Oh,
1: for sh- as soon as I saw him during the rehearsal, I said to the director, "Oh God!" And he goes, "What?" I go, oh, "My girlfriend's gonna be all over that.
0: That's on." And you had
1: told me you were gonna come and leave right after the Sunday because you'd gone to NFL. You know, for those I, of you yeah. also don't know, that's a whole nother chapter of Jill's life. Yeah,
0: yeah. I did the NFL for 10 years with the, it's a pregame show on Fox. Fantastic. But yes, you have to get up super early. And then your play. And I was like, yes, I'm going to go home because I have to get up for a good day LA tomorrow. Sunday so matinee. I'm not going to have late night. And then, of course, uh, I end up at dinner. And Liz was like, what the hell is she doing? not shake her. Here, she please. never left. I was I like, what are you doing here? So so we got married really quick. quickly and then got pregnant. And yeah, that's my second husband. I probably should. The first husband was a major tried to get married. In Spain, we actually went on a trip together. So it was supposed yes. to be a
1: girls' trip, and everybody ended up having their dude with them except for me. Yeah, it's fine, you know. Uh, <laughs> and one of the days, you know, you have dinner very late in Europe, and so yeah. Jillian had been gone all day with Grant, whereas I was at a museum or something boring. Yeah. And I said, what'd you do today? Oh, we tried to get married. And I was like, I'll oh, slow your roll, Jerry Hall, Mick Jagger. Uh, <laughs> we're like, what are we doing here? I was like, you're not going to get married in Spain.
0: And I thought, you know. We tried. A, oh, you, that was one of the few times we got you, in a true yep, fight. Yep. And I said, you, you are, sat, Liz sat, you remember you sat, he and I down at the restaurant outside and you were like, what's the rush? What? Because you were trying to slow it, you know, and when you're not thinking straight because you're thinking of oh, you pheromones. you are so Yeah. yeah. You just don't think right. And you you know you, you probably could have told me anything at that point and nothing would have slowed that no. train down. And that's, that's life. And I remember saying, you're confusing
1: my concern with criticism. Yeah. I am not criticizing you because I understand you're in love. and yeah. this, You just
0: kept saying, what's the hurry? Love will be there. I remember you saying that. Like you if this also, is meant to be,
1: you're going to- You were one of those people like, <laughs> you know, Kanye's song, get a prenup. Yeah. And it's like, well, we're not going to get one in Spain if you do this. And, and I was just sort of like, you have to be smart Oh gosh, um, no! A week later, crazy. a week later, weren't you married?
0: Yeah, we got much. home
1: to back to Los Angeles. Like,
0: well, this weekend I'm doing. Well, it. I remember it was a Thursday. We had just shot the Nike commercial yes. with Michael Vick and with with Ooh, a yeah. lot of guys from the NFL. And uh, somebody just sent me that commercial. I posted it the other day. Anyway, and I remember I was in the trailer with you and Lisa Ashley, another friend. She's a Hollywood makeup artist, and she worked in the NFL. And I was like, yeah, we're going to get married tomorrow. And you're like, what, what, what? And you're so good at organizing. Like by the next day you had a cake. You had like, you you made it really special because I had none of that planned. And you had, you know, Liz is very good about just getting shit done. And so I'm like the flighty <laughs> one, like, oh yeah, okay, great. And you took care of all that. Well, it, I yeah.
1: love you and I wanted you to be happy and I knew you were happy.
0: So Liz yeah. uh, and I worked together for, I think... Ten years, something like that? Oh gosh. Maybe even longer. E- possibly, yeah. And then Liz ended up working with the Kardashians. And when you think about friendships coming and going, it's kind of like relationships with,
1: you know, mm-hmm. your husband. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: we got a divorce. I don't see him anymore. You know, we can't we talk about the kids, but people don't talk about friendships and how they can fall out. But I think there's something in underlying with girlfriends that just doesn't go away. Whereas with an ex-husband, it's like, okay, well, we have to raise these kids somewhat co parent. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's with friendship it's a little different. You can just pick up where you left off and there's not the animosity there's not you know what I mean? Oh, well, I'll always say
1: it was interesting because I remember Grant our, my, I have a son and he's close in age to Jillian's daughter and, and Grant is my ex. Right. Um, and I remember him coming to me and saying okay we need to start looking at preschools do you want to go on tours with me? And oh, so man. you know at this point Grant had been my you know we're very good friends and I said yeah let's go check out preschools. And I I kind of thought I might go to this one particular Catholic preschool. I did not think that would be your guys' deal. And we went, I mean, it... It, the tours were very interesting. I mean, uh, you really range yeah. from like hippy dippy alternative yeah. Yeah. to very strict to all across the board. I didn't know what he would go for. So we went about six places together and people would walk in and think, wait, wait, you're, you two are not together. Wait, so
0: it wasn't a given for you to send your son where you went? No, not initially. Oh, I didn't know no. that. No, because I, I just assumed that it would because it's such a great school and you went there. But it's Catholic grade school. And yes, I went there.
1: So it felt a little like, wow, I'm going to put my kid in the school that I went to. Oh, that's like, kind of cool. And was, my husband's Jewish, so I yeah. didn't know if he'd down for the Catholic journey. Yeah, so that's I just, true. I was trying to be open or at least pretend
0: to be open. You know, <laughs> you know you're going to get you your steer way. steer it, you, you know. got to make them feel like it's their decision. Exactly. That's the key to a happy marriage.
1: And Grant called me after we did the tour. He's like, well, I think I'm going to do the Catholic grade school. What? And the miracle of that was when we kind of parted ways for a moment it was truly because our kids were in the same school and that we saw each other and it was uh, kindergarten. Ruby was in first grade and my son Ethan was in kindergarten and we probably had not talked on a regular basis for almost two years. And when we saw each other, it was like it all fell away. I've always said you're a sister of my heart Mm -hmm. and you were going through your divorce and it was like we were right back in it
0: yes and and for those of you who've been divorced so i was married first time uh, seven years to the major league baseball player no kids Mm -hmm. clean break did that, paid him alimony, moved on with life. Which had those, people are shocked. You, yeah. were, you paid in that with marriage. With no kids, mm-hmm. yeah. And then um, eight years of singledom, which you were privy to, and that was a lot of fun. And then I met Grant, and I was that girl pushing prenups. And then, of course, Steve Edwards turns to me on Monday, and he's like, did you get a prenup? I go, no, but I've been pushing it for years. For women, <laughs> get a prenup, because you're going to have to, let me tell you, you're going to have to pay that man out. Uh, and no, of course I didn't. And um, I just remember you were like, freaking out behind the scenes and like, what the hell is she doing? And I didn't know that for years later, but, um, you know, when that divorce went down, uh, it was, t- it was tough because it's divorced with kids. You feel like a fail. You feel like you failed them. I wanted to do therapy. Um, and for those of you who have been in relationships, you know, they're super hard. If you're mm. in the public eye, you don't want to make a wrong turn. You want this to be amicable, uh, especially yeah. with the kids. But I did go through a lot. I mean, how it's, long were
1: you t- married t- for?
0: Uh, seven years ago. Oh. There's that seven oh, year geez. I know that's <laughs> creepy. People can have their perception of what is in a, what's going on in a relationship. And until you live that person's life, you just don't know. No. Cause I know a
1: lot of friendships were affected by mm-hmm. your relationship and then your divorce and you're sort of yep. hunkering down and trying to recover from that. in that, yeah, sense. Yeah. It, that was a
0: hard, hard. Yeah. Yeah. Very hard. And, uh, when you, get out of a marriage you're, you're not exactly the most positive I was super skinny I had lost a lot of weight because I was stressed out the divorce diet the divorce diet mm-hmm. which is fabulous now that I look back but um also you just sort of I didn't know what happened I just knew that um I was completely drained of any self-positive image of myself. I didn't know who I was anymore. I was like a shell of my former former self. I didn't trust my my picker. I didn't trust anybody. Um, and uh, I saw a big dip, yeah, in your confidence,
1: where you always were very self-empowered in a lot of ways. Yeah, and that self-motivated was gone. and self-reflective, and you were able to see yourself clearly. And in a lot of ways that got so blurred out yep. of who you were, what you were capable of. Yeah, I think that was, you know, and of course, girlfriends could go to lunch and have that build up lunch. You're amazing, yeah. you're amazing. And then it's almost like I would see you start to deflate very quickly, yes. you didn't have consistency after
0: that for quite a long time. And I think what people need to understand when you're in a situation and you're always wrong and you, know, you just get exhausted. Mm-hmm. So let's say if I was gonna ha- have a lunch with a friend, well, you just saw that friend four days ago, you stop arguing, I'm not an argumentative person. Mm-hmm. I just, you give in. You know, I can only go based on my perception of what I lived at that time.
1: And I think some people will be amazed because your outer persona,
0: yeah has
1: always been so positive, gorgeous, you know, confident, funny. And what was going on in your personal total life was opposite. total opposite. Yeah. And yet every day you'd have to go on air and continue that. It wasn't a facade because it no, almost was, was segmental. It, it was, like, was. I just knew that I couldn't live like that anymore. And you know what I thought was interesting is you two have back-to-back birthdays. I mean, you're the same sign yeah. and all these type of things. And sometimes you go like, the initial, like you almost brought everything great out in each other, yeah. And then in the end, it was like you brought everything oh, horrible out in each other. Yes, it was like all the bad traits. It was like you know, the, you know, oil and uh, yeah, vinegar. vinegar. Like c- They couldn't. It could blend for a couple seconds. You better pour it on the salad because it's just going to separate immediately. Mm-hmm. So the times you'd have despair and we would talk about it. One of the things you were always able to kind of hold on to was because of your age when you got married that you had two beautiful, healthy children Mm -hmm. was truly a miracle that couldn't have happened any other way. But the blessing of that marriage. Absolutely. 100%.
0: I, I look at it as such too. And I think, and he is a really good father to those kids, mm-hmm. a different type of parent than you. I mean, Equal, that's- exa- yes. I mean, and I think people have to realize too, like when you talk about opposites attracting, even though I was in the public eye, I'm pretty much a traditional person. I'm, I don't go out a ton. I take the man's name. I'm not, mm-hmm. uh, I'm very easygoing. Um, and I think for somebody who's got a strong personality, which he's way stronger than mine, as far as like, yes, mine's a persona on TV, seems like a strong woman. But at home, I'm like, whatever, it's easy going. Yeah, okay, you want to see that movie? Yeah, you want that for dinner? He would call all the shots. And some at some point, you're like, your voice doesn't matter. Like, I couldn't say what I wanted for dinner. I had no voice. <laughs> but I can only say what I lived, how I felt, what my perception of the situation was. But I also did go to a therapist here Mm -hmm. in the valley um, just to understand about the pieces and where to pick them up and how to get through. Because I didn't even understand why I didn't want to be in the marriage anymore. Do you you think
1: it was something to do with your childhood? Because for those of you who don't know, and Jillian can get into this, from Canada and adopted, I first met your adoptive parents and you were adopted at what age?
0: Well, officially, uh, I was one. I was just over a year. And they have been married your 60, entire life. So yeah. your model years. of marriage was a total yeah. traditional solid family. Completely. And, and they don't drink. They don't have issues. They don't, you know, yeah, they've been together 60 some plus years. Wow. They're 80. So six, they're 81. So they've been together 61 <sighs> years. first
1: thing when they come to visit. I mean, we live in Southern California, people. Yeah. The weather, ironically, she's a weather, you know, her yeah. background's a weather girl. It rarely changes. And when it does, it's very dramatic. Yeah. But one of their favorite things to do when they come here, like, oh, the weather. Oh, what's the weather like? Oh, it's going to be like tomorrow, Jillian. <laughs> it's going to be 75 tomorrow. It's going to be 75. Your whole,
0: your whole trip, it's going to be like this. <laughs> with Carly cloudy with a chance of smog back to you. Let's fixate on that. They're the
1: sweetest <laughs> people. And I mean, this sort of glamorous life you created for yourself here was very
0: foreign to them. Yeah. Um, uh, and to my birth family when I met them. Oh, you, gosh. You that, met them. Was. that was. But you know, it's funny because they're like a circus sideshow and the, the apple doesn't fall far. From the crate or whatever that saying is the yeah um i'm very much like the birth family oh yeah well i'll just
1: say a little back to your marriage i'll say that i know as a fact you wanted that to work because oh, yeah. your role model as a child was yeah. an intact family and you had already done therapy both on yourself. So you were fully willing to do that in your marriage. Yes. And for your kids, you wanted that, what is looks like a traditional family. So I know that that was very hard on you. Well,
0: that's why I hung in for as long as I did. I'm the person that tries to please. I'm the one that tries to, and it gets exhausting, especially if you feel that you're not it's not reciprocated. There's no love coming back at you. I know there's two
1: differences in your first marriage. And you had said it at yeah. one point to me, you said, I just clicked off. I was done.
0: Yes, that's true. In
1: your second marriage, it was such a
0: long, torturous, like you yeah. did,
1: you did not want to let that go.
0: No. And I probably should have a lot sooner, but there were three you- years where I, I was like, you know, we did the counseling thing. We did, and I remember when I said I want a divorce, and he said, Most people separate first. And I said, Well, we've been separated for three years Living under the same as, roof, mm-hmm. but separated. You know, um, people that are stronger personalities, he's way more strict than I am. He was a Marine sniper, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. You know, they tend to, if you're easygoing like I am and you're with somebody at first, it seems like, Oh, this is great. But I can remember when he first moved in and he had a bunch of mugs. And He's like, Well, where am I going to put them? I said, Okay, well, this is my mug shelf. I'll never forget this. <laughs> he's like, Well, there's no room. And I said, Okay, well, let's just go through. He's like, Well, why don't you get rid of that? I go, Well, that's when I did Regis and I filled in yeah. for Kathy Lee. That, that kind of means a lot. He's like, Get rid of this one. I go, Well, I started my TV career in Montreal and it's from the Weather Network. Like, Well, then what this one? I go, Well, it's from my second visit to the Howard Stern Show. Well, what, about, well, what were his finally, mugs? I don't, like, maybe U.S. Marine Corps. I don't know. Okay, well, but that would he be. He got really pissed good. off. This was the first sign. And he storms outside and I thought he was kidding. He's like, Well, forget it and like I remember him just smashing cups and throw and I'm like what what happened very different personality like strong you know and and I can so many instances where I was just like my jaw was on the floor just kind of like what is this a joke and at first I used to laugh at some of the stuff and then it wasn't funny anymore because it was real (laughs) I remember (laughs) we used to have
1: I mean because when we'd work together pretty much I would just come and go out of your house whatever was going on oh hey Jill I'm here we got to go to this hey I need you to sign this so on and so forth and I said, you know, probably all of us in our childhood had that family home that we would go to mm-hmm. that you're having so much fun at it. And then you hear the garage door open or the car pull up or the front <sighs> key, you know, lock yeah. turn and dun dun dun, the dad's home. Yeah. And you're like,
0: the party disperses.
1: <laughs> it's, that's exactly what it was like. I, so even as an adult. All my friends would
0: leave. They're like, uh oh. We'd all be having glasses of wine. Oh, gotta go. Pour it out the sink. You know. I'll never forget my one girlfriend. She was over and. I think the car was coming up the street or the motorcycle or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, oh my God, where'd you park? And I was having a meltdown. She's like, what's going on? She's like, it's not like we're doing cocaine or heroin in here. <laughs> and I was like, I know, but where'd you park? Cause, because I was shooting a commercial for the NFL and we were in the middle of the commercial. And when someone came home, mm-hmm. they were parked in his spot, the NFL van. And he lit into me. And the, you know, I'm on mic, they can hear, <laughs> even if you bring me into another room and start to reprimand me, which I was constantly getting reprimanded. So I'm like- And so then I'm like trying to put that fire out as opposed to saying, do you like this house? Well, I'm doing commercial, like shut up and get out of my face. I should have stood up more and have like given the reality check, like, hey, this helps to pay for our life. And he got so angry at at the producers for parking the spot. And then also in the ad, it said Jillian Barbary and he got angry and stormed out and slammed the door. And I was like, what happened? Well... He wanted to see his name. Okay. I said, I can tell them that. But I should have at that point said, no, I'm Barbary. That's that's who I'm known as. That was a big issue. I remember that. So behind the scenes, I was panicking, trying to please somebody like that. And you're never going to please a person like that. So I'm like, no, 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 I have to be Reynolds. And I remember Jimmy Kimmel taking me aside and saying, you're known as Jillian Barbary. Like, you can't stop that brand. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I have to take his name. Like, that was a big deal to him. But I I should have said, like, Nancy O'Dell has kids with her husband. She didn't change her name. O'Dell is her name. She didn't take her husband's name. They have two kids. Like, at some point, you have to understand this business. And, you know, Mm -hmm. in real life, I'll be Jillian Reynolds. You know, on my driver's license, it's going to match my kids and my passport. But my television persona has to be Jillian Barber. Oh, no, I didn't listen to that advice. Of course I took Reynolds. So I was constantly not wanting to rock the boat behind the scenes. And the boat is eventually going to capsize. Eventually, you can't navigate those waters forever on your own. If somebody is more challenging and difficult and strong with their opinions and you're trying to constantly, you know, please them, at some point, it's going to explode on you. So you might as well just be who you are. Yeah. And I might as well just said to him at the time, do you like the house that Barbary built? Then... Shut the fuck oh, up. Nice. <laughs> you know, like or do you like how this is done? Then just stop it. Mm. But I, I couldn't do that. I had no voice at that point. And so I it got really bad. So I would say to someone, if you are in a relationship with a stronger person, speak up and speak loudly because it's only going to get worse. And you will have no voice and then you'll just explode and be like, get out. I want a divorce. And that's exactly how it went down.
1: Yeah. I I remember one of our girlfriends said when that whole sort of name issue came up, because, you know, obviously you had had a name, that's your ex husband's last name, Barbary. Yeah. um Your first husband. And, but that was the name you were known as yeah. in the industry. And, and so that's why you kept it. Yeah. If you gone back to your, your worry, war, yeah. no one knew who that no was. No one. Exactly. So, and I remember one of our girlfriends, we have to have on one day. She is, uh, full of wisdom in very unique ways oh Kathleen yes, yes. Uh, kathleen is. I knew who you were speaking
0: chisms kisms. kism's, if you will
1: so she said you know she oh, said she's a hilarious. lot of
0: interesting theories so one of them one of them was a blowjob remember that she's like okay if you give a blowjob your head weighs about 11 pounds you're getting neck and I'm like is this a joke if you want to keep your neck, neck tight tight right up here yeah. yeah it's a very good workout blowjobs yeah. I remember my friends going, Is she kidding? I go, Sadly, No, no, she's no. not. No, yeah. And
1: every husband looked and, ma- and boyfriend looked very happy yeah. the next week when we saw them. No, and she's every onto something. Everyone looked like they had a mini facelift. <laughs> so you were really having a problem with this. You thought, yeah. Oh my gosh, on television it's called a lower third where they have your name. Your name, yeah. So Jillian's thinking, Oh my gosh, it's going to be Jillian Barbary Reynolds. It's like the longest thing now. But, you yeah. know, what am I going to do? I got to do it. Kathleen said, Well, I mean, what name is going to get you the restaurant reservation?
0: <laughs> ah, That's right. She did. <laughs> All of us were like,
1: Barbary. Barbary.
0: I don't know what you're doing that. I mean, I think what with with men, what happens if you're married to a high profile person, if they're on TV and you're not, they can get emasculated. And so it can get resentful. Mm-hmm. And so when that commercial came out and I was showing him, I'm like, oh, it's the first bikini shot. Da All I heard was the door slam. He was so angry. He oh. just walked out. And I'm like, did I look that bad in a bikini? No, it was the Barbary name. And I'm like, oh. I can fix that in post. No, no, no. I'll tell them, you know, again, trying to put out oh, a fire. Yep. And it just, it gets exhausting after a while. If you're the person in front of the camera and you're putting out the fires, it just was never going to work. And, uh, so uh, here's the good news. He's moved on. He's married. And I'm like, has now a you're baby mom. on the way. Yeah. yeah. And I am a single mom, but uh, it's been, it's been fine. Um, That's exhausting. It's been fine. It's exhausting. (laughs) But, um, you know, you just wish everyone their own happiness. And so I wish that for him. I wish that for him. It's pretty
1: amazing the place I've seen you get to now.
0: Yeah. Because the co-parenting, a I mean, I think everybody goes through. It's so hard. It was difficult. Even under the best of circumstances, it can be really hard. But, you know, and that'll be another uh, broadcast eventually where, you know, you're dealing with getting divorced is one thing, but you got to think about on the other side of it, they're going to eventually get remarried. Most men do. A lot of women don't. So I remember you asked me, like, do you think you'll get remarried? And I said, oh, yeah. Yeah, and you of go, course. What? And I go, oh, yeah. No, I go, right away. I remember dating. He started dating. Boom! Right away, and I just didn't. I still haven't brought a man home to this home, in not even s- no nobody. No one person, one person I dated, but he met them as because he's like in the business, so, so they it was sort of friends. Yeah, that and, I work and, with, and it didn't even yeah, it, it, and exactly. Um, Did they ask you about it at all? Because as a single mom back then, they were glad I didn't. Now they're like, we wish you would get out there. But back then, no, they didn't want me to. But it's different for a guy. Like, he was dating right away. I just could not even imagine dating even back then. So I will say that, you know, you go through things in life, and I think there's a reason. I was exhausted after that relationship. Um, Drained. Drained. Like, Mm -hmm. I had nothing left in me. Um, But that's, you know, neither here nor there. You either want to date or you don't, and I I don't think I i couldn't go through all that again it was such a bad taste for me um in the sense that it was exhausting and it was constant and i was constantly trying to please and somebody's always angry and you don't know what the problem is and you're doing backflips and it it just wound me up to the point where when i did put the pin in it and say we're done um i didn't realize how that was only the beginning of me picking up the pieces and going to therapy and figuring out what my role in this was. you Build know, yourself back up. It's tough, you know, and I'm still, every day is sort of, and then you get cancer and you're like, well, so much for that. Okay, now I'm back on this, you know. Yeah, how long were you basically,
1: uh, single? such an interesting thing, like how long yeah. from your divorce to when you were diagnosed with cancer? Oh, definitely four years. Four years, yeah. okay. Yeah,
0: so uh, it, it it was a lot going on. You know, my birth mother had died of cancer in my <sighs> arms during that time. Yes, the divorce, losing Good Day LA was another kick in the balls. Um, So you're just like, oh my God, is there ever going to be good news? And it just continues. But you have to look at it as I'm here for a reason. This is where I'm supposed to be for whatever reason. I don't know what that's about, but okay. (laughs) Who I pissed off, but here I am. (laughs) Let me tell you.
1: I can't understand it now. No, I can't. I'm seriously
0: like, if you look at the past few years, it has exactly been that. It's been death cancer, job loss, um, divorce. It's all mm. been within four years. And so it's, it's, it seems like four years is a good, but to me, I had such a great run of 20 years on Good Day LA, like where nothing went wrong. Mm-hmm. It was awesome and easy and fun and blah, blah, blah. So to have these past few years be challenging has been, yeah, there've been times where you're, you just go to bed and you're like, who, what, how? And then you say, look, there's kids out there with cancer. So just stop and really reflect be thankful mm-hmm. for what you do have and I have to do that and you and you so it was breast cancer
1: yeah and I yep. think it was very um and I think for a lot of women it's almost about self-care self-love you know not putting yourself as a priority because yes. I remember you can give a little bit of the background of how you got diagnosed and it was basically a miracle that you got diagnosed because it yeah. would have been like all those things I just said so
0: easy to have blown off and not yep. done it well because there was no pain there was no lump so it's so easy to blow off but lisa ashley the makeup artist we were talking about earlier we started that mmm day which is mimosa's mar- mar- mammograms and massages i thought you were going to change his for- martinis <laughs> yes. we change it every day margaritas martinis mimosa's, mimosas and and mojitos are- oh that's oh, right and a mammogram right. in there okay. somewhere so the mmm event itself when we started it at the four seasons in westlake it just started as this small event at the hotel where we'll do mammograms and we'll have some cocktails. And then of course it escalated into something bigger, but it's still done there every single year at the hotel where we rent out the spa suite and everyone just kind of comes up. We have gift bags. We started out the first year, we really didn't have any gift bags, but it evolved. And then people wanted to get involved from Fox to Nike to, uh, you know, all these different makeup companies. And so we had these great gift bags and, you know, you go for your mammogram you hopefully don't get a call back. We have a beautiful luncheon and uh, a guest speaker. And the guest speaker this year was me. Mm-hmm. In fact, it was supposed to be Kim Douglas last year. Oh. But Kim, I believe at the time was going through chemo and she couldn't make it. And she just didn't feel great. Because um, it's true, chemo is really unpredictable. You'll have a day where you're like, oh my God, that was easy. Like my first half of my chemotherapy, the first three, four months, I sailed through it. I was like, this is the easiest thing ever. And then they gave me uh taxidol. So I had the Red Devil, AC, some other, they gave me two cancer drugs first. And the last round was this other one. It knocked me on my ass. And so I get it. Kim was supposed to be the guest speaker and she couldn't do it the year before. And so I was like, oh, I wonder who we're going to have as a guest speaker. And n- never realizing it was going to be me. I thought, well, maybe we'll ask him to come back. <laughs> yes. um, so I ended up doing it this year, uh, a year later as a speaker. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. It was really great. It
1: was really inspirational to think where you Thank were last you. year and yeah. a full year later.
0: So um, yeah, it, it was our 12th annual and I was going to skip it. And I usually am the bartender and we've you know grown. It, it was only four people at first. Now mm-hmm. it's 40. So it just grows over the years. But um, I was going to skip it. And she's like, no, 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 no. You're you're definitely getting it. And so... You hadn't done it the previous year. You'd skipped a year of a mammogram, correct? Well, I thought it was the year before, but it wasn't. It was the year before that. But yes, Ooh. I went just locally here and mm. okay, got it done. Got it. Um, so... I, uh, wasn't thinking much. And about a week before my mammogram, I was getting dressed and I looked in the mirror and I noticed that my right nipple had inverted a little bit. And I saw like a shadow and I go, that's weird. And I took a closer look and I was like, oh, well, that's what? Like it looked like something was grabbing it from the inside and pulling it in. some of the best boobs. boobs. Yep, I did. I mean, you, natural people. They were natural. Now I have fake ones, which is so bizarre to me, but, um, Even when I took my top off in the room, okay, so a week later, I get my regular mammogram. The woman who was doing the mammogram itself told Lisa she noticed it right away. And that's one of the signs people don't tell you is an inverted nipple or puckering or dimpling of any sort, yeah. So there are a bunch of signs outside of a lump. And it doesn't always have to be painful. I had no lump and no pain. Nothing? Nothing. So Ooh. you look for dimpling, you look for puckering, these are certain words, look for an inverted nipple, uh, any discharge, which I didn't have, but that's a sign. Yes, tenderness can be a sign too, but it doesn't always have to be.
1: Discharge is such a gross word. So, so uh-huh. fucking gross.
0: And so they were able to tell me that day, they did an ultrasound uh-huh. and I guess they saw literally Cancer looks like crabs and you could see them all inside uh-huh. me, all the cancer pulling my nipple inward. Oh. And um, my doctor called, what's funny, because I kept getting called back, called back. And I kept saying, sorry, girls, I got a call back as a joke. Um, and they'd We're be all like-
1: all in a suite together, just so you guys yeah.
0: understand a little bit. Like the day is supposed to be
1: massages and the, the various cocktails we just trying mentioned. to make it fun. And mammograms. So that everybody yeah. in October during Breast Cancer Awareness Month gets the mammogram. Yeah. And then, so you go get your mammogram and, you know, Jill's really been the only one that actually got a full cancer diagnosis through this
0: day. On the same day, which you, is very bizarre. Right. You, you Usually it- you get the biopsy and they said, okay, we're going to send you up for a biopsy tomorrow. They're like, do not wait a week. Do not wait a month. And I mean, I remember thinking that's pretty definitive. Like mm. they're making, okay, they've seen something. So I went back up to the suite. That's when I got a call from my general practitioner. And I'm like, why in the hell is Dr. Wythaler calling me? I'm making more drinks, moving on with my day. And he says, You seem to be handling this well. And I said, Handling what well? And he said, The cancer. I'm like, Did they drop the C bomb on you? And he goes, Yeah, they did. I go, Well, what the fuck? And I go, So you're saying I have cancer? And he's like, Essentially, yeah. I go, but I haven't had the biopsy. He said, They said it looks like textbook cancer on the sonogram. And I was like, Oh. And at that moment, cuz I always said I'm not going to panic until I hear the C word. What's the point? Then I heard it. So then I, I I went back to the suite with Lisa. I said, "I don't think I can stay. I was supposed to go to work anyway." Of course not. But I called in my work and that was um it was just a really bizarre day. Uh and then on that Tuesday I had the biopsy. Um uh, that was 3 days later. And that in and of itself, they numb you and they put the needle and you can see where the needle's going. They take a little piece of it in then they do the, uh, and usually takes two to three days. And I got a call. So they biopsied on, that. At UCLA. Okay. And then I got a call. I was sitting on the couch uh, on a Thursday. I'd just gotten home from work. And they said, uh, you know, it's it's us with the lab. Uh, it is cancer, it, but it's also spread to the lymph nodes. Oh. And that's when I started crying. I was like, because I, I could handle breast cancer. I'm like, I'm chopped. I already knew. Oh, by the way, the day of the mammogram, when they said I had cancer, I called up. Bedford Breast Center and I made an appointment for a double mastectomy that day and they said but we haven't had your biopsy and I said I haven't even had a biopsy yet I go but I just know it's cancer and I want them both I want my taken mm-hmm. away so they booked me only because they knew me through Deborah Tate because I took Deborah a there for her friend, yeah. our mutual friend had breast cancer and she did a lumpectomy and radiation mine was far more severe mine was like double mastectomy, chemo, way more aggressive. Uh, Mine was in six lymph nodes. We had those taken away, but, oh, they took out 18, but six of them were cancerous. So anyway, long story short, um, that was the beginning. And I certainly got the double mastectomy two weeks to the day later, yeah. And that was all basically a year ago. One year ago, yep. And you did chemo and radiation. Starting in January. Mm -hmm. So they need you to, I guess, get better from your mastectomy, takes about six weeks. So I had it November 9th and so all last year at this time I was literally sitting by the fire just watching movies trying to get better you know holidays happy holidays (laughs) but the good news is my sister came down and looked after me oh it was great because when the kids are there they're like they don't they could they I showed them my stitches there were hundreds of stitches I showed them how it looked it looked looked like the franken tits you know and then um then it started to look better, but it, you can't, you can't move your, it's so cumbersome. I'm a stomach sleeper. I'm like, what are these two things Which is things the worst position. Here? I always tell you this. You, sh- I wish. I love uh, my stomach I, sleeping. A, I can't sleep uh, on my back. But to have these two foreign, well, bol- of course. you know, and then you're lying on your stomach and it just feels really, and you're like, am I going to squish them? It feels so strange. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was, it was a crazy, crazy time. Are you cancer free or how does it? Yeah. So you say I'm in remission, but I like to say cancer free because it feels more positive. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm allowed to. Some people don't like that. There's a whole angry community out there in the cancer community. I once said I was battling cancer. You would have thought I fucking said something, you know, (laughs) racist. People attacked me and I was like, what? I I, I am battling. Oh, my girlfriend lost her life. So what? She didn't battle hard enough. I'm like, you know what? Fucking take it down a notch here. Relax. We're all on the same side. It's just a term. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say fighting it and battling it because I am. I'm in the fight for my life. And you can mind your own fucking business. And if you're offended by that, that's fine. Then don't use that term around your friend, your girlfriend. You can't put your shit on other people.
1: I feel like that community on Twitter, you found this support group through that because unfortunately, a lot of people can relate directly or yeah. you know, their wives, their sisters, their mothers. And I think you've been so vocal and open about it. That's one of the reasons why you decided. I just need to open this platform and start talking about all aspects of my life because you've been through so much that people don't know about. When you talk about your sister, that's your sister, you know, your whole life because when you were adopted,
0: then they then had Dawn. Yes, let's go through the family. The people that adopted me had a, a son already. Then they adopted me. Then they had Dawn three years later. So she's my adoptive sister. Then my birth family is Jerry. Vincent's the father. They had me, put me up for adoption. They got married three months later and went on to have two daughters, Amy and Susie. And Susie's also called Kathy. They're a very bizarre family.
1: What is your older brother's name?
0: Barry. Have I never met Barry? My God, now you sound like Steve and Dorothy. I remember live on Good Day LA one day and I was like, oh, that's my brother. And they both go, you've got a brother? Jillian. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever met Barry. No, no one has. I don't think I've ever met Barry. Does Barry
1: exist? He does.
0: In Canada, he's very... very famous up there as a goalie people i just learned something about jillian that i did not oh my god wait you didn't know i had an older brother i literally don't think i did how's that possible (laughs) i've only known you 22 years (laughs) who the hell is barry we're very (laughs) (laughs) that's the name of this podcast who the hell is barry (laughs) hashtag oh my god he'll be thrilled to learn that but yes my mother and father put me up for adoption and then got married And uh, they said they tried to get me back and they couldn't. I was already in foster care, but they went on to have two daughters. So yes, I have two full sisters and they've been super, yeah, yeah, they've all been supportive and they've all met. In fact, my birth parents, when my birth mother was dying of cancer, she had three kinds of cancers and she was literally near the end. And Jerry was awesome. She was amazing. So all of her sisters and brothers flew in um, from she all came over from a huge Irish Catholic Big, family. Yes. Right? Born in Ireland, raised in County Cork. Yeah. And, uh, immigrated with her eight brothers and sisters to Ooh. Canada when she was, um, a teenager. So long story short, she gets diagnosed with these cancers and she said, I just want to say thank you to your mom and dad. This is my birth mother telling me, I just want to say thank you to them. So I called my mom and dad and I said, how would you feel about this? It was the summertime. My sister's cottage is on the lake, not far from my parents' cottage. And it's like maybe a 45-minute drive. In Canada. Mm -hmm. In Canada. And I said, would you guys drive? Because we're having a big barbecue and they just want to thank you. So when my mom and dad walked in with their dog, you know, Jerry went over and she, you remember how she was. Mm -hmm. She's like very loving, Mm -hmm. very, that's where I get all that from. She's hugging them and thank you so much. And because I was trying to tell my mom, Muriel, I was like, just be nice. <laughs> you know, because she's only wants to thank you. Just there's no cattiness going on. Like she doesn't try to get me back. It's all done. And, and she's dying. Like this is her dying wish. She wanted her family around and she wanted to thank you guys. So she, she was able to do that. It was awesome. Oh, that's incredible. I know. I've,
1: I know they had met, but I didn't, I don't think I knew it was. I have with- such a great picture of them together hugging. It's like oh. the nicest picture. Jerry was the yeah. sweetest. I remember when they came We'll go back, you know, another time and talk about when Amy came for a visit. Your, My sister. Your l- sister li- <laughs> yeah,
0: she was 22. <laughs> first time. She didn't even know I existed. Oh,
1: God. But when I met Jerry for the first time, they came for the holidays um, with her husband, who yep. was not your father. Correct.
0: She remarried Stan, right. but
1: she they had been together 21 oh, years. Yeah, Right. And um,
0: they came for a visit to Los Angeles, <laughs> and it was over the holidays. And he was very English, too, from oh. straight from... From Birmingham, from Birmingham, and he had the accent from Birmingham. have always
1: been bizarrely fascinated. With England. Yes, that sort of culture and yep. British humor. And I ha- no yeah.
0: idea my father was born and raised in London. Oh, yep. gosh, I remember he sent you a gift. Um, oh, my God, he was a heavy smoker. Do you remember that? It was an art book, <laughs> yes. and I had to put it outside for a week, and it still smelled like cigarette smoke. <laughs> But Jerry, my birth mom, was a smoker, too. Oh, yeah. I mean... That, you start to see the traits. Like... Oh, you want
1: it, you know, the environment. She liked environment. her wine.
0: She liked her... I'm like, I think I'm more like her. Then I said to my sisters, I'm like, you guys don't really drink. They're like, nope, we don't. Oh, yeah. My birth sister's like total opposite of me and Jerry. And she
1: could really turn on a crowd. And she had incredible charm. So, yeah, she was great. Believe
0: me, when I met her, I was like,
1: oh... Yes, you are Jillian's mother. You understand the DNA, the genes that ran through there. Exactly like her. It was interesting because your sister Dawn,
0: not to confuse people, adopted
1: family, is much more like your mother Muriel, where you really were sort of, you don't say fish out of water, but you were a very different
0: personality than yeah, that family. Yeah, in the, the
1: family. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They didn't know it's what like, to, they were like, what the
0: hell? Well, you think about like the family I was born into, they were crazy. Uh, I say circus freaks, but I mean, my sister's a really brilliant um, oh, yeah. engineer and she's a professor. She's like the super smart one. And then the other one is in the film business. Mm-hmm. So it's like a little bit of everything, you know? Um Yes, very, so, what is it, nature versus nurture? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm very much similar too. But then my sister Dawn looks more like Amy than I do, which is really oh. funny. Oh, okay. They look like my... I think I look like my mother and they're from the father's side.
1: You know, I think it's so fascinating. It's that nurture versus nature thing, Jillian, where, yes, you know, your sisters are not, let's just say, very glamorous. Mm-hmm. And when I met Jerry, I was so sort of taken aback by the fact that so much like you and how we perceive you publicly is she's a total glamour puss.
0: No, oh my God, yes. No
1: other of your sisters have. I remember one time we went to a very good friend's <laughs> It was, you know, a gay wedding. So was yeah. totally fabulous. Our friend Lauren and his husband, David. Yes. And you were like, I'm going to get Amy ready. She's going to borrow a dress of mine. I'm going to do her, her hair makeup. and makeup. I'm going to put high heels on her. You're like, what? And we came to pick you up. And like, I had her
0: in a red Mandalay dress oh, with red Gucci yeah. shoes. Oh, but I was smart enough to bring red flip-flops for her. She was hobbling. 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 Never been in high heels in her life. And you're like, look, I did her makeup. I'm like, look, walk, walk normal. And I said it's she, like I created a monster
1: it's not like she embraced it oh no you know, some people are like you know oh, she was the, looking at me like you know, how know the ugly you? duckling turned into a swan and she's not name like, Amy's ugly you? duckling I'm just saying that like you go oh my gosh the before and after it was like I remember saying to you did you do makeup it's almost like her face rejected yeah. it like, it was like <laughs> she's no. a tomboy yeah, yeah. Oh, total tomboy well the
0: first time I met my birth mother she came to the door I was after good day LA and before I was shooting the test the late night show oh that's a great and- show She walks up to the door because I wasn't going to meet her at LAX in front of camera. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, no, no, it's personal. So I had a car pick her up. She comes to my front door. I open the front door. She's looking me up and down and she goes, my God, I gave the wrong one away because I was all made up because my other sisters don't wear makeup. (laughs) The first thing out of her mouth was I gave the wrong one away in her Irish lilt. I was like, that's hysterical.
1: But she had a great sense of humor. Great sense of humor. Can you
0: imagine saying that? (laughs) Like the first, hadn't seen her in 34 years. Like the last time I saw her was when I was born that day.
1: Yeah. It's like you don't have any memory of that at all. So it's like, she was hilarious. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's like, oh, I
0: love that you like high heels and makeup. Finally. Oh, my God. Because her other daughters, Wear oh. flats and no makeup. So she's like, you're no fun. And then I come into her life and we're all glamour pussed out. It was just and so great. And she didn't
1: ask about the weather. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God. She was very, you know, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I went back to Canada. It was just before she passed away. Mm. And she took me to the hospital that I was born in. And she oh. showed me the room. Oh, that was hardcore. Is just it still the two a, of a functioning hospital? Absolutely. <gasps> and then two years ago, I was doing a morning show up in Canada. It was over the Christmas break Mm -hmm. and I did this, it's called the morning show. And they sent a car for me to pick me up and we're sitting at a stoplight. And I said to the driver, Maitland street, I go, is there a 26 Maitland? And I got on my phone and I was punching it in. I'm like, why do I keep seeing 26 Maitland street in my head? It was the Catholic Children's Aid Society. When you're young and you're adopted, you go through all your parents' paperwork. Every time they go out, you're going through their closet because you want information on who you were. Any information. So I found a letter and it was from 26 Maitland Street, which you hang on to everything. And and my brain told me, and he said, I'll take you there after the show today. So on the way back to the hotel, he took me by. And it's a red brick building and it just says catholic children's aid society with a cross in the front it's exactly the same building from the 60s so i took pictures of it and i was like oh my god that's why in my mind 26 maitland street i knew it was this the catholic were you there so you your mother gave birth to you and literally out the door out the door yeah and that's where you went next and how long were you there So yeah so i was in the hospital with her at st joe's in toronto and then i guess The next day they take you over to the Catholic Children's Aid Society. And then she went back on January 2nd. So they got married on New Year's Eve. They went inside uh, the Children's Aid Society and they said, oh, that because they said we want the baby back because she was told by the social worker, if you marry the father, you've got a really good chance of getting your baby back. So she did. She went back there on January 2nd. They're like, oh, that child's been adopted. She was like, What? But I I was in foster care. And I don't know how long, but I mean, I was with five families. I would see all their letters to my parents in their closet. Yeah. They're like, oh, she's a healthy baby. She's an easy baby. She eats this, blah, blah, blah. It's like one of those standard letters. And they forwarded it. Five families, though? Yeah. I know. Wow. Yeah. And so when Jerry found that out, she was really upset. of course. Yeah. I mean. I can't imagine going back. And- but there's discrepancy. She said she tried to get me back. My mom and dad say they don't recall that. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah, but you probably weren't privy to all that information. Right. if that. And by the way, back in those days in the 60s, if you were pregnant and unwed, you were kind of looked down upon. Oh. And she mm-hmm. used to wear a fake wedding ring to uh, her job at a radio station because she wanted people because she was getting bigger. She worked at a radio yes! station? Yes, Yes. Is that weird? In Toronto. I know. How, how bizarre
1: bizarrely yeah full circle intertwined crazy oh wow okay yeah well all right so
0: yeah we've learned a lot today have we we've only cracked the surface But <laughs> 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 we'll do it again we're gonna do it a lot people i think we need to expand on all those things that we talked about 100%. today right yeah we'll have experts on we'll have friends. me because i'm not an expert friends well, you'll be here every time i'll be here every time
1: yeah and i think we'll have a and l-
0: you'll be here every time
1: I, yes, yes, I Come will. Come on. Of course, my soul sister, yeah. right? So I think um we can't wait for you guys to listen to Ask Jillian. We- So excited. Yeah, I mean, this is just-
0: And you know what, if they have any questions, I'm gonna put out the hashtag Ask Jillian and we can talk about, you know, whatever you want to talk about. Yeah. Cause it's time. You've always, I'll say
1: this to wrap up things. And I think it's one of your gifts. You have no filter. Right. For better or worse. Thank you. you. You've, oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. appreciate that. I think you've been always willing to talk about aspects of your life in a very honest, blunt way. Yeah. And now more than ever, I see it in you because it's almost like you reach a point in your
0: life. What do I have to lose? What have you got to lose? It, and, you know, honesty has always been the best policy mm-hmm. for me. And I think that there are people out there that are going through the same things. Um. And I've lived a life. I really feel like, <sighs> gosh, I've definitely want to talk to people about their, like, let's say you're adopted, or let's say you were molested, or let's say you had cancer. I, those are all things that have happened to me. I want to talk about it, put it out there, and maybe, maybe it helps somebody. That's, that would be the biggest end game for me. I would love that. That's amazing. Yeah. So we'll do it again. Yay. Can't wait. Love you. Love you more.